Well, hello everyone. This is Dr. Eileen, and this is Medicine Walk. And for those of you who are listening on Blog Talk Radio, this is Healing House Radio with Dr. Eileen. So, I'm trying a different room. So, and uh, I was thinking that maybe there was something, some issue, external issue with the uh, with the signal. So, try something different. If if the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result, so we're trying something different. So it looks like I'm not getting anywhere near the lag that I did, and so let's just move on from there. So, hi. I hope everything is going well. I hope your lives are doing really good. And I hope that if your weather's really hot, that you're staying cool. And if you're somewhere in the world where your weather is a bit cooler, that you're staying warm. Right now here in sunny California and emphasis on the sunny California, uh, we've been having kind of a warm spell. And it's important to be able to know to take care of ourselves, to hydrate, to wear sunscreen, and all of those things that we need to do in order to take better care of ourselves. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about how we take care of ourselves and how we accept ourselves for exactly who we are and to accept our decisions for what it is that they are, because in truth, all the decisions we make are the best choice that we know to make in that moment with the tools that we have. And whether those tools are based on, well, I don't know whether those tools are based on the, you know, primal fight, flight, or freeze, or whether or not those, and it's just, it's for some reason the camera is going in and out on autofocus, so hopefully, <laughs> that's not weird, but at least it's not lagging. So what we need to do is when we're considering what it is that we are looking to, you know, do and the ways that we're dealing with stress, the ways that we're dealing with problems and just kind of take a take a step back and say, "Okay, these are my choices for any given situation." And whether or not that choice is just for you or it impacts somebody else, it's important to realize that, okay, yeah, maybe it's a wrong choice, but it's the best choice you know to make. And part of our humanity, part of being able to embrace and accept ourselves for who we are is accepting that sometimes we're going to make mistakes. Sometimes the choices we make are not going to work out the way we had hoped. And the point isn't to always make wonderful choices. The point is to make choices, the best choice that we know to make, and to be able to accept the consequences of it. And when we choose, I mean, and it really doesn't matter what you choose. It could be something light, like, okay, am I going to eat fattening or healthy for lunch or dinner? Or it could be very something very serious. It could be something that you know is going to affect you for a long time, no matter what choice you make. It, it's going to affect you. And recently, um, I was with somebody and they made a choice to, they had a very sick pet and it was time to let that pet go. 
And that was a very, very difficult choice. And I knew that this person was struggling with it, but it still needed to be made. And they were the ones that had to make it. The most I could do would be to, was to support, to hold that space for that person as they made their choices, as they, as they found their way to find balance between, you know, surrendering a pet that they loved very much or risking that pet being in pain, you know, or in more pain. So sometimes choices can be really hard. And, and if that's been a choice for you recently, I'm sorry. And my thoughts and prayers are with you because it's really tough to lose a pet. It's really tough to be in that position. That's probably the greatest, you know, downside to having a pet. Having a pet in your life is wonderful and has many, many upsides. And probably the greatest one is that you might be put in a position where you have to make that choice. And yeah, but every single day we make choices. Every single day we have, and some of those choices we have a chance to prepare for and others we don't. I mean, the truth is, is that a lot of random stuff happens and the best we can do in that moment is make the best choice we can. And uh, there's an old saying that I'd rather, if I have 10 minutes to make a decision, I would rather spend nine minutes deciding what I'm going to do and then take one minute to act than to act in one minute and spend nine minutes possibly regretting it. Every time you leave your house or even the choice to leave your house, from the time you wake up, you're making choices. You're deciding whether or not you're going to get out of bed that day, whether or not you're going to call in sick, uh, whether or not you are going to drive a particular direction, uh, whether what time you're going to leave for work. Every single moment of our daily life, from the time we get up to the time we go to bed, are choices. And maybe you decide that you're going to take a different route to work and it turns out that's crowded. Okay, that's a choice. And it didn't work out. But, you know, maybe if you had taken your normal route, maybe there would have been an accident. You don't know. And see, that's the trickiest thing about choices is that often we have no idea what would have happened had we chosen something different. Because the moment comes, it's there and it's gone. And so when we make a choice, it's hard to say, you know, the outcome may be bad, but we don't know if the outcome would have been worse in another circumstance, in another case. So how do we manage that? How do we have that, that inner serenity and that inner acceptance to say, okay, this is the best choice I know to make and I'm going with it. And what happens, happens. You know, I've, I've thought about it. Now, it helps if you take the time, even if you don't have a whole lot of time, figure out, okay, what's the best thing I know to do? Now, like I said, you may not have a lot of time. You may be driving along to work and then suddenly someone swerves into your lane. And in that moment, you've probably got a split second to assess, to you know, act 
and to or to to assess to decide on an action and then to act you probably have like maybe a couple of seconds to do that so it's amazing how fast the brain can work if you've been now you know somebody who's been kind of in a fog and driving along and not really paying attention and then suddenly that happens and they don't know what's around them or while you're driving you know you do that thing where you check your mirrors you know like i think it's like once every minute you're supposed to kind of at least glance at your mirrors or something then your brain already knows okay i already know that to my right there isn't anything this person's coming from my left these are my options i can either slam on my brakes and let them move past i can move over and and then they come in uh or i might be able to try to speed up depending on what their speed is but you do have the capacity to make choices. So when you look at, you know, those instantaneous choices you have to make, to me, there is a place of faith in that, you know, I, I mean, and you, however you feel, whatever you hold, however you look at it, you know, I, I, I love that for you. For me, I go into a place of, okay, universe, you got to be with me on this one. I'm going to need some help. and you just go with it and then you accept whatever consequences come but that was the best choice you knew to make now let's say it's a choice where you have a lot of time to figure it out maybe it's a choice whether or not you're going to marry somebody or date them or maybe it's a choice to change jobs or maybe it's a choice to move maybe you know your job may end up coming to an end what do you do then but those are the best choices because then that way you have the time to figure out, okay, you know, I've got this much time. I don't have to make an instantaneous decision. You know, once you hear news or once a choice becomes available, often there's that reflex. It's like, okay, I've got to make a choice now. Or maybe somebody is telling you, it's like, well, we need a choice. You don't need to choose right now not right in that second, especially if it's something big like where you're going to live or what you're going to do or who you're going to be living with. Take some time to take a couple of breaths, go, okay, what do I know? What are my options? Which options do I like the most? And how do I make that option happen? If it's a job change, well, I could either go for something I've, that I'm already doing and that might be easy, or maybe this is the point where I really want to get into something that I've always wanted to do. Well, those are options. Now, if your option, if the option you choose is, well, I'm just going to wait around till it happens and I'm not going to do anything to prepare for it. Well, that option has consequences because then you're in, you know, if a layoff happens and you're in crunch time, then, well, you're just kind of stuck. You know, you have to start making decisions very quickly. One way or another, you're going to make those decisions. Now, do you want to do them when you've got time to create a plan and move forward? Or do you want to wait and just let the chips fall where they may and see what happens? That's okay. You can do either one. Neither one is technically wrong. And you have to decide what it is that you want to do. Because you do have that power. You do have that right. And when you're thinking about you know, something that's down the road, you can always say, wow, you know, let me, let me think about this. Let me talk to people I trust. You know, let me, let me see what information, what information do you need to even make the decision, to consider the decision? 
Maybe you need more information. Uh, maybe you need uh, some change of perspective. You know, maybe there's knowledge that will be able to help you make that choice. If you decide, well, I'm going to I'm going to go to L.A. and I'm going to be an actor. Well, yeah, you can go there and, and, and plop yourself down and, and wait. But then what happens when that doesn't come right away? Well, then you need your backup plan. So as you have a chance, the more time you have, the better your plan can be, the more choice you have in it. And you have the right to choose. You, If nothing else, we can always claim our right to choose. We can always say, I need some time to think about this. If it's a situation of a relationship, you definitely take your time to think about it. Yeah, it, it's... It's wonderful to, you know, to be around somebody and in that first flush of, yay, this is great, we're having fun, you know, and then after time, people start really becoming themselves. And then when they become themselves, it's like, okay, do I, do I really want to go in with this? You know, is, is this still what I want? Nothing reveals more than time. Ultimately, everything comes out. So... It's important to be able to say, if you need that time, you take that time. Someone else's urgency does not require you to act. And you can choose to because that is your choice. But the thing is, is what do you surrender when you choose based on someone else's need as opposed to your own? Based on someone else's choice as opposed to your own? Because you need to be able to have choice. You need to be able to say, you know what? If I decide that I want to live in Timbuktu, well, you've got to figure out a way to do it. You've got to, and that process can be really fun. See, that's the other thing about when you have a chance to plan stuff out. You can make it fun. It's not that you have to do it. It's that you get to. And maybe you decide that, you know, you want to live in Europe for a year. I mean, yeah, it's a totally random thought, but what if you decided, to, okay, if I were to do it, not saying that I am, but if I were to do it, how would I do it? And that is where the fun starts. If I were to choose a different job, what would be the one job that I would want more than anything else? And if I were to do that, how would I do it? If you keep it as a hypothetical at first, it's a little bit less scary. If you keep it in a place of, okay, I can, I, I have time. I have the ability to choose this. I have the internet, which is the collective knowledge of all humanity right now. What is it that I want? What will take this out of fight, flight, or freeze and turn it into conscious choice? Another place where choice is important is in how we respond to one another. And that can be a very, very tricky thing. Because right now we're living in a world where there is a whole lot of dissension. There's a whole lot of anger. There's a whole lot of fear. There's a whole lot of finger pointing. And there's a lot of a tendency to dehumanize. And no matter how firmly you believe that you're right, 
it's still not okay to dehumanize someone because we are all human. And when you take away someone else's humanity, no, even though you may feel you've got the best reason in the world for it, we lose a little bit of our own. So when you consider how you respond to someone, I mean, you, you have choices. If somebody's having holding a conversation that you don't resonate with, you have the choice to walk out. You have the choice to say, you know what? I have valid and logical reasons why I feel the way I do. And you can choose to share them with that person in the hope, the hope that maybe you can start a dialogue. Maybe you can have an exchange of ideas. That's usually not the way it goes because if somebody is like boldly and, and, and loudly stating an opinion, especially socio-political, religious, whatever, the chances that they are going to be open-minded enough to say, you know, you've made a very good point. Let's talk about that. You know, let, let me hear more of what you have to say. I've said before that one of my favorite phrases to kind of diffuse a, a volatile situation that's like that is, I don't understand why you feel the way you do, but I would like to. Would you explain it to me? And it is amazing how that phrase can help to diffuse something because then the other person's not feeling like they have to defend themselves. It doesn't feel like an attack. So they're able to say, oh, okay, well, this is an exchange of ideas and I'm safe. So I know that, you know, there's a lot going on. And and the weather is, is going nuts and then volcanoes are erupting and earthquakes are happening and, and heat waves and fires and 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 you know and, and thank God, you know, the, the folks, you know, those boys that and their coach that were trapped in that underwater cave, you know, that they came out okay. And the torrential rains that were just really feeling like, you know, they were gonna make that a very bad situation. There is good news out there. There is hopeful stuff. It just seems all overwhelming because there's so much negativity that's out. And your choice to participate in it is very important that you don't feel helpless in the face of it. If you want, choose to not indulge in any news or any media, you know, for a week. Take a break from it for a week. If somebody wants to come up and talk to you about it and say, hey, I'm on sabbatical. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to discuss that. I really don't want to, you know, to engage in that. And then come back after a week and go, okay, what can I tolerate? You know, what, what little bits here and there? You get to choose. There's a lot in life that we don't get to choose, but we can always choose how we respond to it. And by creating something that might even catch on, you know, maybe each time somebody, you know, talks about something negative, you know, look up a piece of good news or, or something good. Say, well, yeah, there's that. But hey, have you heard about this? You know, and kind of shift it around, shift the energy around with it. Because there is always good stuff out there. If we can choose to embrace it, if we can choose to make that what we spread, 
if we can choose that if somebody is on Facebook or on Twitter or, or whatever, and, you know, and they're getting into it, we can choose not to throw fuel on that fire. We can choose to come from our happy place and say, yes, I am now, you know, posting a very adorable video of, of kittens and puppies doing something very adorable or small children doing something adorable or something that is, is, you know, just lightens up the mood. Yeah, you can do that and be able not through confrontation, but through maybe distraction, maybe saying, nope, I reject that reality and I'm not going to get involved in it, but I'm going to choose this other space to be in. I'm going to choose this other feeling to carry. Carry inside of you what you want. If you're feeling upset or sad about what's going on, be upset and sad and know that that's what you're feeling and honor that that's what you're feeling. If you're in grief, be in grief because the best way, you know, grief isn't where we get stuck. Grief is the pathway out of being stuck. So if you can be able to kind of hold on to the idea that what you're feeling is okay, what you do with it depends on what tools you want to apply to it. And we usually will reach for the tool that we're the most used to. You know, if, if, your tool is just to walk away, then yeah, that's probably the tool that is most comfortable for you. And there are times when that's the best thing to do. Sometimes maybe the best thing for you is just to be able to sit and breathe and go, okay, I need to set some boundaries here and we're gonna, we're gonna talk about this. But, uh, oh, I have, uh, Ruth R. Davidson. Hi, Ruth. Thanks for not encouraging people to avoid the news altogether, but to take short breaks from it instead. Too often I hear, I hear people say we should avoid all of it and it's troubling. I agree. I agree 100%. We can't just walk away from the world and stay away from it. We still live in the world. And those of us who want to save the world, remember, we're saving it for the people we don't like and the ones that disagree with us. Oh, nice. Grief is the pathway out of being stuck. You know, it, it is, you know, grief is our way of finding our way out of the pain. And, and yeah, it can be really hard and it can be really intense. But the thing is, if we allow ourselves to experience it and not try to subdue it and not try to pretend, you know, or devalue it, it's like, you know, my friend whose, whose cat just had to be put to sleep. You know, there are people who would say, well, it was just a cat. Or, well, get a new one. But what they're trying to do is they're trying, you know, and maybe well-intentioned, but they're trying to take that person out of an honest feeling and create one that maybe they're more comfortable with. You know, grief isn't always pretty. The world isn't always pretty. The news isn't always pretty. Take a break from it. Take a breath. Watch a funny movie but then come back into the world. It's like the eye of the storm. The eye of the storm is not meant to last. It's only meant to give us a break, to give us a breath, to give us a way to, to, to kind of get our feet back under us. But then there's another half of the storm. But it's the break that allows you to be able to say, okay, you know, what do I need to do to make it through the rest of this? 
and maybe it's a periodic break from the media. Maybe it's, and maybe it's finding, you know, a source that say is not as, as, you know, one way or the other, but making an effort to find neutral sources where you can be able to say, oh, okay, um, you know, what is the information without the story and emotion being added to it? And God, I would love to have like a news channel that just, I mean, like, you know, in the old uh, Dragnet show, for those of you who are too young, there was this old show called Dragnet and there was this guy and he was famous for saying just the facts. And to have something that just gave us the facts, that gave us both sides and said, all right, here's this side, here's this side, here's the information. And then let everybody make their own decision as to how they feel about it. Right now, we have so much where there is, you know, there's that fear attached because, you know, the world is a fearful place right now. It's not going to stay that way. The pendulum swings both ways. And, you know, during the Depression, I'm sure that they thought that those times would never end. And I remember the gas crisis when we thought we'd never have gasoline again. Water crisis, you know, wars, you know, political, you know, craziness. It happens. And if we can detach enough to go, okay, this isn't going to last forever. Things are going to swing in a different direction. But we've got to deal with the weirdness now. We've got to find a way to survive, find some tools that we can use to be able to say, you know what, you know, we're going to make it through because we are. I believe that with with every ounce of my being that ultimately not only are we going to be OK, but we're going to learn a lot. We, you know, it, it's like the civil rights movement. I had somebody who told me it's like, wow, I really wish that I was I lived during the civil rights movement. And I said, guess what? You are. It's here. It's now. Get involved to the degree that you want to. Take a break from it when you need to. Go sit on a beach if you have that opportunity. The thing is, is that trust that ultimately we are going to be okay. And when all is said and done, we are going to be a wiser nation. We are going to be a more compassionate nation. I really believe that, that all this stuff that has come up, all this, all this anger and, and, and bias and, and, and racism, we're going to learn from it because that's what it's happening for. So we can learn from it and go, okay, we're not going to make, this next generation isn't going to make these same mistakes because these younger people are watching all this and they're going to say, heck no, we're not doing that. <laughs> preach. <laughs> I like you, Ruth. Um, it, 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 you know, and I am a reverend, but the thing is, it's like, you know, and whatever you believe, whatever you embrace now, the greatest gift we have about now is that this is an opportunity for us to embrace what we believe. Whatever gives you comfort, go to that. Trust in that. Trust that there is something bigger whether it's string theory or, or, or whatever, or, or Bob the Cosmic Muffin, or God, whatever it is that you believe, whatever it is that you embrace, embrace it. Embrace the people you love because they're there and someday they're not going to be. 
This is a great opportunity for people to come together and support one another. To be able to say, hey, I don't care if you speak a different language. You know, you're okay in my book. Let's learn from each other. And see, after a while, all these little pockets of peace are going to start to catch on. The craziness will stop. And the thing is, is once the craziness does stop, how do we pull things together afterwards? How do neighbors who maybe had different political views, who were, you know, yelling at each other across the fence, when all is said and done, how do they become neighbors again? And my feeling is they become neighbors by saying, well, we all made the best choice that we knew to make with the tools we had in that moment. Other moments are, will come, more tools will happen. We're going to be okay. And, and whether you believe that or not, I will believe it for you. And I believe it, like I said, with all my heart. You know, if you need to take a break, take the break. If, you know, you've got something weighing on you that big, get some help. Talk to somebody. Find someone who can either counsel you or, or you know, get help in order to manage the times that we're in. Find a good positive way. Find a way to create something good so that you can be able to be a part of those little pockets of peace. And those things are getting bigger. Don't, don't be fooled. More and more people are doing that. More and more people are reaching out. More and more people are getting to know each other. So ultimately, it's going to be okay. We just got to hold out and use our tools the best we can, except that sometimes those tools aren't going to be, aren't going to give us the outcome we want, but we can learn from it and maybe use a different tool the next time. This is about growth. This is about learning. This is about gaining. So it's okay. It's going to be weird. And it'll probably get a bit worse before it gets better, but it is going to get better. Just use your tools. Trust in them. Trust your instinct. Trust your gut. Trust your inspiration. Use this time to create a dream. Because when things are, you know, really weighing down, there's nothing like focusing on a wonderful dream that helps ease the burden a little bit, lightens the load. Maybe hang out with some other people who have dreams too. Better dreams. If you're going to tell yourself a story, tell yourself a good one. So, thank you. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Ruth. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad that I was able to give you a nice reminder. And uh, I hope that, you know, if this video helped you or helped anybody else, then uh, please check out some of the other ones. Some of them have very interesting you know, effects because I have a real basic setup. So, you know, some are laggy, some are whatever, but each time I feel I improve. I love doing this. I enjoy doing this and we all get better. We get better at everything. The more we do it, the more we practice it. And that includes peace. It includes compassion. The more you practice it, the better you get. And giving a smile to somebody costs nothing, but it's got an amazing return on investment, even if it's that person in the mirror. So thank you for joining me. We'll be back next week. And until then, and as always, I wish you balance, 
and I wish you blessings from my heart to yours. Love you. Bye.